Hey there, Zlatko here from Taco Agency and the host of Taco Talk podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Today is an exciting one. I have the honor of speaking with Tarek Sehovic. Tarek is a founder of Sherlock Research. His company focuses on helping businesses and companies increase the number of conversations they have with relevant prospects each month. That's right, relevant prospects, not just random people. That is a very, very important point to remember, just because of the fact that everyone is trying to grow their company, but they're not talking to the right people. I had a great conversation with Tariq around growth, product engineering, and marketing. There are a lot of gems in this episode. I won't give away too many details. You just need to listen in and pay attention. I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. Well, Tariq, uh, thanks for joining the podcast, my man. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for, for thanks for doing this. Um, give people a little bit of an intro, what you do, um, how you got started with things, and then we'll just take it from there, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, you know, it's a small world, and it's great to see like-minded people. Uh, so, a quick intro on me. Hi, everyone. My name is Tarek. I go by the name of Tare, Tarek, Tarek. Tariq, you know, however you feel like <laughs> pronouncing it, uh, you know, whatever dialect you feel like pronouncing it. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, uh, I work in growth. So, you know, what does growth mean? Growth is, I think, the pinnacle of like product engineering and marketing uh, when it all comes together. Uh, so I work in alternative to venture capital, I look for a company that, you know, we're an alternative to venture capital and, and they are one of the largest uh, e-commerce investors in the world. Uh, and I own a company called Sherlock Research, and Sherlock Research is a company that uh, helps companies understand, you know, who their real uh, audience is or their target market, and then how can they actually go about to selling to that target market. So think of it uh, like a one-stop shop from, uh, you know, who should I be reaching out to, why should I be reaching out to them, and then, you know, who, who's experiencing the most pain. Oh, nice, man. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to ask you to just kind of take it as far back as you're willing to go just yeah. to get an idea, because this podcast is primarily kind of about like processes and systems and how you got to where you are right now. Sure. So if you have anything, I mean, you could take it all the way to the time you were an infant to right yeah. now, if you really want to, but just give people an idea how you got started. Cause I know growth, especially nowadays is kind of a what I call like a hot word in the sense, like everyone's growth, 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 social media and all these things. So um, give, give me kind of a rundown on how you got started, how you got to, you know, uh, start Sherlock Research and, uh, you know, where you guys are taking it next type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks for reminding me that we all start from somewhere. It's not just, like, <laughs> out of nowhere. Well, some of us do. I never know. I have to ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Dude, you never know. Out of nowhere, it's like, where did you come from? Space, like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I actually do have an interesting story. I think my journey into growth. When you want to talk about process, I just want to move my mic here. When you want to talk about process, um, so you know, growing up, uh, you and I are, came from a very similar place. So we came from a war-torn country, and you know. Our parents were fortunate enough. Uh, I, I don't know your story. I'm just assuming, but at least my story. Uh, my parents were fortunate enough to be able to get out and you know give me and my brother a better opportunity. And so, uh, growing up, uh, you know, uh, my dad having that entrepreneurial spirit, coming from a professional sports background, uh, you know, I, I got to see what it meant to like work hard and and, and you know deliver something. Um, and 
the first story that, you know, that I want to talk about is I think I was like seven or eight years old. Um, and we were out in a, at a tennis tournament, uh, in Toronto's, uh, now it's called the Rogers cup before I can't remember what it was called, but this is back when it was like, uh, the ATP masters, I think was, was the way that it was called. And so anyways, I saw this booth with, uh, these two girls sitting, they were selling, uh, sports team tickets uh, for a local baseball team there and we had passed by and whatever and I was always growing up as a kid like there's been stories about me like when I was like three four years old like for whatever reason being like attached to baseball I was never really involved in it and like there's never a reason why because uh Zlatko how many people do you know from from our neck of the woods that are into baseball like it's not really soccer soccer everything is soccer. yeah exactly (laughs) uh and uh yeah, with that being said, you know, I, I approached them and I, I don't remember exactly what I told them or, or how I convinced them, but I convinced these girls to let me sell the tickets for them. Okay. And so what I had ended up doing was I ended up, you know, I was You're sitting like, around the booth. Let me give me that shit. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your mic could be off, by the way. I'm not hearing you too well. Uh, but anyhow, so I convinced them that, uh, you know, they should let me, uh, sell these tickets for them. And what I ended up doing, they were there for like two days. I ended up selling more tickets than they had sold all weekend in that afternoon, like going around talking to people, convincing them to buy tickets. So what they did in return was they provided me with like this, uh, box from the team. And it was like a, mem- a memorabilia box. And it was like the big team like logo on it, like a thank you note, a picture with, uh, you know, the entire team. And I guess they had told someone that story. And so that's, I guess, where I got this, like, when you think about growth or like think of it like in, in a social engineering point of view where you're like, all you're really trying to do is you're trying to achieve some kind of like progress forward using some kind of process or system. You know, that might be revenue, that might be connecting users, that might be paid, moving paid users from free trial users, that might be, you know, signups, visits, you know, whatever that might be, it's growth in any, in any aspect, right? So right. I think that was the, the, the first kind of uh, story, I guess, uh, of me and growth. And then later in life, um, you know, I was introduced, thankfully at a young age, I was introduced to, um, you know, what it meant to you know, be an executive of a company. My dad was a uh, former CEO of a publicly traded company. And I got to see like what that meant to be like to host people. And I guess this is where that like charisma comes in. Um, because when, you know, whenever I, my parents would have people around, I, I saw how they like from, from the smallest things like serving alcohol or cutting cigars or, you know, just, just introducing your guests. And like, if you can imagine, imagine like a small kid, you know, shaking hands, like without, you know, that, that infamous fish handshake, it's just like a, you know, a solid handshake, like looking people in the eyes, you know, cheersing by looking at someone in the eyes and not like looking down, like small things like that, that I guess were ingrained into me at a very young age. And um, yeah, so fast forwarding a lot. Uh, I thought I was going to get into science in high school. That wasn't the case. Uh, uh, Business was more my thing, like accounting. I got into accounting and finance. And uh, during that time, like, I had to make the choice between, you know, pursuing a dream of uh, sports uh, or going into, uh, you know, accounting and trying to figure out, you know, my career. And at that time, I think, you know, looking at it, 
some people ask, you know, do you have, do you ever regret not continuing that dream? And I think the answer is no, because ultimately like still when, you know, even post-secondary, I was able to compete at, you know, at the highest, at one of the higher levels. Um, and I still look back and think like, I learned a lot about myself and I learned all of those skills, you know, in sports still, you know, kind of follow me to this day. When you talk about like discipline and process, like, if you want to get better at something when you're, when you're trying to compete, you know, for the Pan Am games or like a, at a national level, you're not talking about like, Oh, I'm just going to go to practice, but you're, you're, you're actually thoughtful and you're putting together a plan to say, okay, I need to take this step, this step, this step. Then I need to do X, Y, and Z. Then I need to go back, reevaluate and start again. And I think that's what's really interesting. What you and I have, you know, mentioned what we like a lot about what we do is like process and systems. And knowing that if you follow a certain process, you will get better at something or you will exceed. And so that kind of ties into uh, the first, uh, yeah, right? Uh, so, Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think something was fucked up here. My bad for interrupting, but yeah. No, no, man, I think that's that practice makes perfect, right? Like you think it's a cliche, but at the end of the day, it's one of those things where like, if you continue doing what you're doing, you're going to get to a place where you master it. And then from there on, you're going to start, okay, there's a next level to this and there's a next level to this. And then you just keep going. Yeah, man. And, and I think like, so I, I ended up like founding a, um, I, I guess my story into my career was I was fortunate enough to work, uh, you know, for some accounting partners that, you know, saw something in me and, and they had told me, they're like, Tarek, uh, you know, you're great at accounting, but accounting isn't for you. Um, right. And this was management accounting at the time, which is a little bit different than financial accounting for all my accounting friends. Um, and so, you know, thankfully, uh, that's how I got introduced to tech. And um, I worked for a company, a wearables company. Uh, and that wearables company is now owned by Google. But um, I got to like see and learn a lot of different things and, and how things work. And so when I started my own uh, education, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you really quickly, just while we're on that topic, when you say somebody like, you know, bought by somebody like Google or, or any of these big companies, did you ever get a chance to kind of be inside of those doors or was it just more like at a distance, you saw what happened and then you went your own direction? So, yeah, I was uh, at a company pre IPO for like th- almost three years and then they, oh, nice. so the interesting part, I was going to get to that is that, now I see like, you know, when companies are like preparing to IPO, big commerce, just when they IPO, dude, I, I just made a killing on big commerce. Um, oh, nice. Good for you, man. Yeah, because of their, because of their IPO. Because the thing is, man, is like companies like, and, and I got to see this at a pretty young age, companies start to do different things when they're preparing to IPO or when they're preparing some big moves. And so now, obviously I wasn't there when they got bought by Google, but I was there during the IPO. And so what started happening is like managers start moving, management starts moving, new people start coming into roles, company starts to restructure. And you, and you start to learn that like, oh shit, like this is what happens when a company grows. These are the, yep. those like those real growths, right? And I think I was still so early in my career that I didn't know what that meant or like, you know, like it's kind of like, um, I'll use this example because this might be really relatable to a lot of people. Uh, you know, if, 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 uh, if you have any friends or if your parents are, uh, have ever been divorced and the kids are really young, 
they don't know what it, like, what does the divorce mean? They just think that mom and dad are like, they have two separate houses, you know, they have double the toys, double the presents, you know, that's the, that's the thing that a child sees because they, and, and again, I'm not a medical professional by any of means, course. but this is just my opinion of that is like, the analogy is like, those are the types of things that you see, but you're not mature enough to really understand what does it mean? Like, what does that actually mean? And so the same thing with me was, I didn't really understand what does that mean to IPO? Like, why are these changes happening? What does it mean to go through those growth phases? Um, and so, yeah, that, that kind of answers your question on, on, um, on was, was I able to be there? Um, nice. Nice, man. I really like hearing that because I think that's also extremely, extremely a good experience that people, a lot of people don't get to experience at the end of the day. Like you, who, how many people could say they were part of a company that got purchased? Even, hey, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You might be employee number 150, but just being in that process, how to navigate through it, um, how, how to build your own team to possibly do something similar or know what mistakes they possibly made. I mean, I learned shit when I was in retail sales, for example, like, I would, yeah. you know what I mean? You learn how to run a business, how things work, how the back end works that nobody gets to see from the, from the front end facing. And I think that's what makes really, really good for like knowledge overall. And that I, to me, I would pick somebody that's been through that over a, a college education or any of that stuff a hundred times over again, because that person actually comes from an experience. You can go read a book, you can read about history, you can read about these things, but when you actually are there and you're actually able to, to, to feel that kind of like on your own skin, it's a whole different ball game, man. Exactly. I mean, you said the perfect thing there. It's, it's, it's feeling it on your own skin. Uh, I yep. think that I actually think that's a proverb from one of our, uh, from, from our, from our, from back home for us. I think yeah. it's uh, the, the association of soyu koju, right? Something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, and it's a very true, it's a very true thing. There's another one um, that we can talk about. It's uh, korak pokorak, which is yes. like step by step. And people understand step by step, but there's like, for whatever reason. Uh, so my my uh, off topic here, but like, well, let's just continue. Oh, but on step. topic. <laughs> but on topic, right? My 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 godfather is. Uh, is a world-class surgeon. And when okay. I was younger, he used to tell me, so he graduated from med, uh, medical school back home. So you can imagine, it's not like he went to, you know, one of the best medical schools, you know, in the world. And it was, he's often like looked down upon and, or, you know, never really given a, a chance, kind of like what you were saying, where it's like, you know, it's where you came from and all these different things. Right. Uh, but yep. world-class surgeon, lots of crazy publications. I wish I wish I read up more about it right now, uh, now that I'm saying, saying it, but anyhow, what he once told me was, and, and I'll, I'll never forget this, and I've talked about this before, is everything that you do is all about creating small lines, just small lines. Imagine lines on a page. Mm -hmm. You can just take your pencil and you make a small tick, small tick, small tick, small tick, so on and so forth. At first, every tick looks very small and, you know, it, it, it looks like it's um, immeasurable and that there's no, there's no difference to it and you're not going to notice it on a, on a white piece of paper. But after a period of time, when you look back on that paper, you'll see that there's ticks all over the page and the ticks are covering the page. And what I'm trying to say with that and what I've learned with that is like, no matter what the experience is, if you're able to put a tick on the page, it's better than not putting anything on the page. 
Exactly, exactly. Because I think a lot of people, especially now with all this social media, everyone wants to have this sort of overnight success or, hey, I've had this company for three, four months. It's not selling shit online. I'm not selling through Instagram. I'm not doing these things. And it's just not working for me. And people get discouraged. I mean, dude, I had to go through, I mean, even just recently running a, a, a business that's actually profitable and everything, going through this COVID time, we just completely took a dump at one point, no leads, no sales, no nothing. Everyone's just like, fuck, what are we going to do? Like, what's going to, what's going to be kind of the next step here? Where, where do we go from here? And it's like, if you can cruise through that, through that rough patch and, and get out on the other end, you're, you're definitely going to make it. And all those things require those small ticks you're talking about, because you have to mentally prepare yourself for it. as much as you prepare yourself, you're still never really ready. But as long as you have that sort of mentality of just like a little by little, we're going to get through it day by day, hour by hour, whatever it is, we're going to get there. That's that, at the end of the day, you're, look, you're going to look back and be like, man, that was nothing. That was like two months. That was nothing. Like now we're, you know, at this phase where things may slow down for a year, two years, whatever it is. Like these pandemics are now ingrained in our generation, especially are ingrained in us on how to think differently, right? Like how to approach problems differently, how to uh, pivot, how to, you know, just make those. And, and somebody, you know, in, in your world right now, you could probably use this to a whole nother tactic in, in terms of growth. It's like when you exactly. go to a client, you're like, hey, listen, you want that shit to affect you next time it happens. Otherwise you need to take these precautions to make sure your ass is covered when that happens again. Otherwise, you're just going to be in the dump. You're going to lose a bunch of money and you're not going to get anywhere. So take my advice and do X, Y, and Z. And I think at that point is when, you know, you can really become that, that source of, you know, problem solving from some, for some. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that our generation has this like pandemic ingrained in the back of our minds, dude, the pandemic, the NBA shut down on March 12th or 11th, one of yeah. those days, so March 12th, I think. It's been almost, what is it? Oh, it's six, almost six months since the, since the yeah. NBA shut down, the, that first time that it shut down, six months. Like when, when I don't, I can't remember anything in my lifetime that has lasted six months. And, and, and look at, and for example, like we were talking about where we come from, our parents had to go through war for years and they were just like, oh, it's just another fucking day here. That type yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. but we're over here six months. You see how our attention span is like, we can't even stretch it for more than a day almost. And we're getting like stir crazy. We don't have that dopamine fix from social media and all these different things. We're constantly fucking scrolling and all these different things. Man, like, I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. Okay. So the 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 conflict that happened back home right that lasted four years some some places longer okay but let four years right yeah. that's like the official like dayton agreement says four years right four years of like my grandma went to, she was working uh, at a bank and uh she was like an executive at a bank and for four years she was going to work every single day yep. shelling like shooting both sides whatever but every single day she's going to work and now she still lives to this day and she tells me stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like, like when she was telling me, you know, she, she's really old now. So she's telling me, you know, she can't go anywhere. They're not letting her out. And I'm just thinking like, yo, you went through four years of, of worse shit. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, right. This right. should be a, a walk in the park. But I think what happened is, you know, we've developed so much that we're like, like you said, like dopamine seeing this, you know, for her, it might be like, 
walking through the shops or whatever is that, whatever right. gives you that, that dopamine fix. Right. But even for us, we're sitting here like stir crazy COVID this and that. And I'm just thinking like, man, there's other places in the world where it's like far worse. And they like, don't even have internet. They don't even have internet. They don't look at us. We're, we're sitting at home and thumbs in our asses and working yeah, type of thing. Man, like, like and, and like knock on wood. Cause like things could change. For, of course, for, of course. For us very quickly. But like, dude, dude, dude it's like there is, you know, if, if there's one thing that, that COVID kind of, or not COVID, just if there's one thing that this whole situation kind of taught a lot of people, or I think it taught me too, uh, I'll be the first one to say it, is that, man, nothing is certain. Nothing. 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 That's, but, that's, literally, that's literally like what's been ingrained. If we're talking about ingraining things, from this whole situation, nothing is, I mean, there's literally businesses making billions of dollars every year and they're having to shut down. Exactly, man. Like you, you hear about all those big players, like dude, in the e-commerce space, Target and Walmart are not doing a Black Friday, like the arguably right. the thing that corporate comp- these corporate companies built, they yep. built this like holiday around, around retail and they're not going to have a retail function. That's crazy. Dude, just tells you the opportunity online now. That's all it that's is. That's like, crazy, man. Like that, it, That's why it, buying, buying a big commerce stocks, Shopify stocks, like that's it, where the game is at now. Yeah, like, man, it is crazy. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. And, and you know, uh, I, I love this tangent that, we're, that we've gone on. It's like, it doesn't matter... In six months, like it's it's crazy to me because of how much you can do in with with actually how much time you have. And exactly. Because nothing is certain, you know. I, I think it goes without saying. I can't. I don't know who said it, but I, somebody said it. It's like, don't wait for tomorrow or, or whatever. Like get started today. You know, it's like that get shit done attitude. And I, I don't think it could be more real. It's like, what are you waiting for tomorrow? Why tomorrow? Why tomorrow? Exactly. Exactly. Well, like, why not today? Like, is it important for you today? Okay, let's just do it. If if it's not important, okay, then it's not important. But why tomorrow? Like, why you know, tomorrow? You, you've heard that before. People are like, yeah, I'll get to it tomorrow. Okay, but why? Yeah, what's the what's what's going to change between today and tomorrow? Probably a lot or nothing. Like yeah. literally, you know and, what I mean? It could be a life changing moment right now outside, or it could be yeah. And I, I completely agree with you. And I'm one of those people. I'll be the first to admit. Um, I burn bright. So when I have an idea and I want to, and I want to get going and I want to, Hey, we need to fucking do this. And I wrote everything out and my brain just dumps on a piece of paper. That's where I'm just like, yeah, why can't we start this today? Like what's, what's holding us back? Like what's, what's, why do we need to wait till next week and schedule and you know, all these different things. Like we could just get going right now and start making baby steps. And then well, at some point by next week, we'll probably be 30% done. <laughs> so it's like, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's like, the only thing ever that I think can stop you from a problem is so like, let's call it like this overall. And this kind of will go into, you know, what we can talk about more is like this overall, like problem solving framework that I have. It's like time, money, and effort. Yep. Three things. Okay. And when you answer the question, it's like the only thing that can ever block you is time, money, and effort. Effort is your own fucking willpower. Right. Whether or not you're going to do it today or not. Okay. That's exactly. black and black. That is literally black and white. Like if you right now, you know what's crazy? Your dog's in the background, right? Yeah. Dogs 
we should be looking at dogs more. Because if you tell your dog something, no matter how they're feeling, dude, dogs are crazy. No matter how bad they're feeling, they will never show you. Look, there's... Yeah, yeah. It's moving yeah, right look now. at him. Look at him. Just chilling with his leg off. He's chilling. But like, if you told him that you're going to go on a walk right now, he'll go. Or whatever oh. the case is. Uh, I see the head. I see the head moving. <laughs> yeah, dude. If uh, I say the key, if I say those words right now, like I can't even say what I want to say right now because he's gonna jump off of that thing and he's gonna be like, "Yep, ready. I'm ready." Exactly. Like, because their effort is no matter how bad they're feeling, their effort is always there for us, right? So, time, effort, and money. And then when people say that like money is a problem, okay, so money is a problem. Money is like a variable, right? You yeah. can. You doesn't mean that you can't do something. Because you don't, because you don't have enough money to do it. It's like, okay, fine. You don't have enough money to do all of it. Great. Right. What can you do for zero dollars? Right. Exactly. Kind of exactly. like you said, if you've got to put together a plan and like all this other stuff, can you can you do that? Is, right. is that progress for it? It is progress for. It. Is that zero dollars? Yeah. So it's an effort thing, right? So is is money really the problem? Right. You, right. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And, and honestly, like I heard something the other day and talking about just kind of how people used to run their businesses back in the day. I was listening to, uh, it's one of those things where I was playing a YouTube video and then like Gary Vaynerchuk's video, like came yeah. popping in and you know, some of his stuff I, I really, really enjoy. And he's got like that enthusiasm. He's got that grind and I'm, I'm not like a, a sucker for it to like listen to it all the time. But when it comes on, I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy has to say. Cause he has so much content out there. And one thing that clicked with me yesterday so much, man, and, and, and it's kind of on the topic of what we're talking about, before businesses and talking about this COVID thing and how people are affected, businesses had to spend money on radio and, and uh, TV advertisement and all sorts of, everything costs money, right? And people were still doing it. So unless you were spending money, you weren't making really a lot of money. It was very rare that a business would make money without any advertising and all this. Now, when we have everything in front of us, including us being at home, being on a computer, being, you know, all these different things, the one thing that is the easiest for us is that distribution is 100% free. Distributing yeah. our content, YouTube, Spotify, Twitch, uh, Facebook, TikTok, you can name all of the fucking platforms. As long as you want to create and as long as you want to work, you have the distribution at your fingertips to send it out to the rest of the world and let them see what you're working on and what your what your passion is and what it whether it's a painting whether it's music whether it's a website whether it's a logo whether it's graphics whatever that that creative aspect of things is whether it doesn't even have to be strictly digital it could be physical it could be anything your distribution channels are 100% free and you can get a store like literally an online store something that these you know, like you were talking about Target, their, their, their whole like Black, uh, Black Friday is going to be completely in the shits this year because of reason X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, they have an outlet now to reach even more people yeah. in, uh, online, like more people. Like that's unheard of. They're already such a big brand. So to me, it's like there's really no excuses for people. You could set up a Shopify store, a big commerce store within like $20, $30 a month. And that's going to, within 30 days, you should be able to get something up and running within less than 30 days if you're just kind of putting things together and throwing up a template, taking some pictures of your own. Just get started. Just get started because the exactly. minute you get started, you're going to get to a point where like, okay, now I can fine tune this or I could do, don't try to be fucking perfect. Like don't, if you do, exactly. if you, that's, that word will, will, will literally kill people. Exactly. It's the, <clears throat> like when, when people, uh, 
analysis by paralysis, right? Or paralysis 100%. by analysis. That's yeah. Or yeah. both at the same time because yeah, people have exactly. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, and it, that, that's actually interesting, like, because it kind of ties into back into um, process and systems. It's like, man, when people, you know, uh, like, I, I want to talk a little bit about, like, what makes a good, good system. But before I do that, just because yeah. we're talking about Shopify and e-commerce, dude, Facebook launched e-commerce, right? Or they're, they're getting into the e-commerce game. Yeah. Like Shopify. And the, their checkout partner is going to be big commerce, right? And that's yeah. why the, like stock is going up. Shopify is like the holy grail of like, when you think of e-commerce, you think of Shopify, right? But right. Facebook reaches more people because every Shopify store has a Facebook page, right? Right. Or, or maybe not, but like you get the point what I'm saying. It's one of their sales channels because they're omni-channel. It's one of the big things that they offer. Right. Yeah. Dude, what the hell do you think is going to happen to e-commerce now that Facebook, like, look what they did to Snapchat and TikTok with like reels and like stories. What, what's going to happen to e-commerce now? You know what? I think it's all going micro. I think it's all going like micro. I think it's going to be, my prediction is that everything is going to be these, these um, installment payments like Affirm and Sezzle and some of these payment processes that are letting you, hey, just buy it and pay us back whenever you can. Buy it and pay us back whenever you can. That tied in with people... Um, People selling things on a micro level uh, that can be, you know, local communities or whatever it is, is going to be like a huge thing. Like that's going to be, I think Facebook should focus on city by city, county by county, area by area, and and really f close that funnel down to be like, hey, you know, uh, Sacramento is the biggest for these kind of sales. And if you're buying like, let's say a car, you should go to the Sacramento section of this like whole shop yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that there's going to be certain areas that are going to be better at things than other areas or communities or whatever it is. Like, I think things have to, it's, it's so broad right now. It's such a big, like, influx of people just throwing shit online, throwing shit at the wall. Hopefully it sticks and hopefully I can sell it and all these other things. I think somebody has to reel that back in just a tad bit to real, okay, let's, let's kind of restructure this because... I mean, you can go into the e-commerce space like Shopify and e-commerce uh, and big commerce, but Facebook has to find their own way because they have so much data. Like they have more data than absolutely anyone, more data probably than Google at this point because there's so much more uh, constraint. Like you have to be on their platform. You have to give them specific amounts of data. They can, I mean, what, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a really, like Google's the entire internet where Facebook is this like, more concentrated, hey, we can get you exactly what you need in, in, a, in a much shorter period of time almost. Yeah, like that's, that's interesting because that almost makes me think, you know how like, I don't know if you're, if you're into this history or whatever, but you know how like, at least I think it used to be like this where people would say there, there was different countries or areas where you could like get different goods from? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, my parents used to go to go to like Hungary to go get special kind of sauce or he used to go to, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Turkey to get coffee or used to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's yeah, area specific. Just, yeah, exactly. Like that's what, what I'm getting at. Like I was yeah. actually, I couldn't remember the area, but you know what I was thinking of is uh, wool socks and you know exactly what wool socks I'm talking yeah, about. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the like main thing. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, like, how crazy would it be if we're actually moving backward, like, moving backwards, and this like globalization has actually turned into like, you know, more people being focused on micro. One hundred percent. 
that, that, that I think is going to be a big deal because it's, it's an, um, I think what Amazon has done, for example, when we talk about instant gratification, like you order, it's at your fucking doorstep within, you know, hours at this point, almost depending on what you're ordering, like yeah. where I think you're going to be on a, on a, on a community website, not just like a www dot, uh, you know, whatever.com. It's going to be like Sacramento County or, or whatever the County uh, is. And you're going to say, Hey, I need this. And that person is going to come and deliver it to your door within minutes. Like, I right. think that's the next level because even as, as big as Amazon is going to get, and they're going to hold all these products and all these different things, unless there's an Amazon building and replacing every single Starbucks at every single corner of the fucking world, it's going to be an, it, not impossible, but it's going to be a very hard line to cross to go into this place where you're getting people stuff like on the minute almost. Yeah. Like uh, I think uh, an interesting play on that, that, that you mentioned is like, Imagine if you're, if for whatever reason, you're like, oh, I only want to buy Ethiopian leather uh -huh. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. It's like now when you, like you, it, I think that's interesting because like, I have no idea where I would buy Ethiopian leather, but like, imagine if I wanted to buy coffee from a specific region, right? And I know that exists. Uh, uh, and I know you can buy coffee from a specific region, but now, because like we're saying, like this globalization has opened up now, more people are going to be like, oh, I'll start a. Shopify or big commerce or, you know, right. type of e-commerce platform store because it's so easy. And I'm going to sell these local goods around the world. Right. right. So it's like that, that Turkish coffee, uh, Zlatna Jezva or whatever else right. it, uh, I think Zlatna Jezva is a domestic one, but the Turkish coffee, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, dude, all these, think of all the like European specialty stores that like would bring it in but now just on an e-commerce level, you know, or like, here's a really weird one uh, that some people might understand. It's like, that's what we need to do. I just, just gave me an idea. We need to start an international food yes. e-commerce store. Yes, man. Even forget about only food. Get this laundry detergent in the, in like Amher, the Amher region. So like the Western part of the world sucks. Our laundry yeah. detergent suck. Like they're, yeah. they're not good. They, they don't work as well. There's German, East European laundry detergents that work better. Why? Because they, they have to work with like better machines. Like it's, no, it's a known fact. In right. Europe, laundry machines boil water. They get really hot. They can clean clothes better. You, you know the whole story, right? Yeah, yeah. So like my mom goes to see a specific Italian lady to buy laundry detergent because it's better than buying Tide. Like not that it's yeah. cheaper. Dude, it's way more expensive but it's better laundry detergent. But that is a fantastic idea. Like, Dude, I'm telling you, we should do that. We should definitely do that. Fuck everything else. We'll sell like, like food and like the water and like real Fanta, like real oh Fanta. <laughs> See, what's crazy is like, okay, so now someone's like, oh, how do we do that? And you talk about systems. The first thing that I'm thinking of is like, okay, sick. All you have to do is figure out distribution. That's like, don't even, don't even worry about anything else because... And I'm sure that someone is already distributing it in some way. So all you have to do is figure out, okay, how can I, it's either one of two ways. It's either you go to someone and you say, look, I have this plan in place, um, how I think you can sell like more of what you're already doing, or right. you're like, listen, give me a piece of that. Give me a piece of that, uh, sell it to me, whatever, and I'll, and I'll sell it. Who cares if it's more expensive? Dude, who cares if you make zero money on it? Like, 
I think the, the, the interesting thing there is the first thing that you think of is like, yeah, but then, you know, you have no margins or whatever. It's like, yeah, dude, if you can pay, if, as long as you're at net zero, so you're not spending too much money to run it. If you can, if you can show that people are interested, dude, you can develop your own distribution. Like with, you can get your own distribution partner to be like, instead of this person, forget them. I'm just going to like import it by myself. Exactly. No, I'm telling you, dude, it's, it, it literally go to the local international bazaar store and yeah. go in and tell them, hey, I, I need a picture of each one of your fucking products. I guarantee you somebody somewhere has those pictures already. You just yeah. need to get all the product information loaded into fucking Shopify. And every time an order comes in, you send him the fucking thing and tell him to drop ship it out of there. Exactly. Oh man, this actually, yo, isn't there, I'm trying to think, isn't there a last mile? Isn't there like a Imagine a local, okay, imagine this pitch, right? Okay, you go to all of the local, like, you could go on Google right now and type European delicacy, right, in Google Maps. In Google right. Maps, it's going to show you all of them, right? Go to every single one of them and say, hey, I'm going to develop an e-commerce solution for you to sell the products that you already have in your store. Right. You sell them the e-commerce solution. Then you need to find last mile delivery somehow with somebody um, or just do it through Uber or some like, some basic stuff or get the car or whatever. Yeah. You get that set up, dude, it's, it's a win-win, man. This is great. Someone's got to do this, but we got to do it. Fuck everybody else. Dude. Oh, dude, we got to make this happen. Like it's literally like, it's literally like, so funny enough, when COVID first started, I was so bored uh, that I started calling all the coffee shops that were closed in the United States. I literally just searched coffee shop on Google maps and I called them. If I saw that they didn't have a Google My, uh, Google My Business account and that they didn't have a website, I was like, hey, you're going to miss out because, you know, everything's switching to e-commerce. And I tried to get them on, uh, I think I told you about this, and I got them on, like, they're an e-commerce platform. I just set them up with, like, an agency to set, to set up their e-commerce platform. Oh, nice, nice. That's because, awesome. Dude, they're going to have all their, all of their coffee was going to sit there anyways. Yeah. Uh, and so instead, why don't you just ship the coffee to your to the folks that, you know, come and buy your coffee anyways. Exactly. Exactly. You can do a subscription thing and just people pay 20 bucks a month and fucking pay, you get your coffee at your door type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it works well, man. So talking about systems. Yeah, dude. I think that, uh, that, uh, that idea, we, sh- we, we got to do that, man. I think yeah, that's, gotta, that's, uh, okay. So, okay. So why don't we eat our own dog food right now? Okay. So we are talking about like what's stopping us. Okay. So what, how would we, okay, so t- I think talking about systems, this is a good way to like give an actual example of how do you, okay, what, what systems or processes would we have to do right now? We just talked all this shit about, oh, why can't you get started right now? Okay, so we got to do something right now. Right, absolutely. Pull up a, a Google Doc literally and start writing in there like what the, what, what, the, 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 what the process is. Number one is call up all these places and be like, hey, do you have an online store? No, okay, we'll be your fucking outlet. We're gonna send you the orders and you're gonna just ship them out. And we just need your, we need your product information. That's the biggest obstacle is getting all that product information. Dude, I don't even think it's an obstacle because just think of this. These folks are buying the product from somebody. They, and believe me, they're not buying it out of a, like someone's not coming there with a receipt paper and saying like, Oh, uh, how many boxes of, of Purcell? I'm sure there's some people are still doing that though. They're getting that like little like clipboard <laughs> where they're like, you want five of these? Here's five. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's so funny, man. We got to help them out more than anything. 
Oh man. But dude, okay, so let, let's say, okay, let's say someone is in, let's say someone's not in our shoes, right? Someone like, I mean, I could probably in like five minutes get a list of every single one of them with all their phone numbers, right? And then uh, funny enough, I could probably send all of them an email. I can send all of them an email probably in like a day max. Right, exactly. Uh, and, then, and then get someone to call them, all of them. And then if they pick up, like pass the call to me. But like, and you're obviously a fucking guru when it comes to uh, when it comes to web development and shop. Like you guys know Shopify. Yeah, okay, sick, sick ass fucking. We don't even have to go in, but just have like a little branding to it to be like, hey, this is who we are. We're just a distributor of of food. Like basically, we're just a, like a store of international foods. Like anything international, from the coffee to to like spreads and sauces and whatever else. Oh you Oh my want. god, dude! One, one step further. Hold up. You get all of them to agree yes, right? You put on all their products onto one place. And then depending on where they are in the city or where they are in the in, in whatever state. Like a store locator? Store locator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you just ship out from whatever is the closest. Damn, dude. It's local local inventory. So you, don't, you, you can order from other places, but it's not going to come for a while. But instead, if you want it right away, it could ship from your next door neighbor type of thing. Yeah, whoever the whoever it is. Because every state, every state, uh, or I should say, some of the bigger cities, but every state usually has some sort of international store because, like, you know, there's like Indian store and like Afghani stores and like Pakistani yeah, yeah. stores, like Eastern European stores. Like, there's so many different uh, elements to that. Yeah, exactly. Man, I think that's sick. I think, yo, I think we, I think we need to get this going. I, I'd like to see like what it would look like just, uh, just for fun. But, uh, but yeah, even, even like, you know, it, it's kind of hard to move from, it's kind of hard to move from this. I'm actually kind of hyped on this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Cause like, it's actually like, all right. So like, okay, let's say someone, let's say someone doesn't have access, like the access, like you and I do right now. Right. And they need to set up a Shopify store. Like, how do they sell this then to the? How do they sell this to the to that owner? They can't. They can't because of the fact that it's it's a te technical implementation, right? Like, you need different things to be firing off. Like, how are you? The biggest thing here is that we have the outlet of hey, when we get the order, we can redirect it. Like, you could do all this in Shopify, but I don't think people put their like thinking hats on, thinking like, oh, I could do this all within Shopify. Everyone thinks there's this like big thing to do, but honestly, it's not that big. You just need, we need literally one person to direct orders until we get a system in place that will automatically say, okay, it's coming from this place, go here, go to here and like distribute that paperwork along. But other than that, it's just a matter of here's a product, it came from this store, send this person an email, make sure they ship it out, and then we pay them once that shipment goes to the, goes to the place. Dude, actually, you could even, like, low-hanging fruit, you just manage the orders yourself, like the person, or, or kind of like what I, you know, uh, spoiler, releasing a book, can't say the title yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, where, you know, you hire someone anywhere in the world, like people talk about Fiverr, honestly, real talk real quick. If you're still using Fiverr and Upwork to outsource your work, you're, you're, I feel like you're wasting your time. The reason why is because these people already know what they're worth. What you really have to do is you have to find the people that like don't have that opportunity, don't have yeah. the opportunity, don't know what exists yet. And you're like, listen, I'm going to give you a real opportunity. And I'm not going to, you know, 
play this whole game with like, how cheap can I pay? No, no, no. Just like, what's something fair? Like, oh, you're a student in X country. Like uh, you're a medic, not a medical student. You're like a, whatever, a marine biology student. Okay, sure. Here, let me pay you. I actually have a story about this. Uh, let me pay you like, I don't know, whatever, $5 US an hour. And all you need to do is when orders come in, you just route them to the right thing. You like either send this email, you give them a script of things that they need to do. That's it. Um, and you, you pay them, whatever. Uh, there's this girl who um, is from Venezuela. She's stuck in the US now. She's been stuck during the entire uh, quarantine. Oh, and shit. She hasn't seen, yeah, dude, she's been away from her family this entire time. So it's kind of scary. But uh, dude, she's in the US and she didn't use to speak English that well, right? And she was from Venezuela and like, Years back, I got her to like go and listen to a podcast and it was a business podcast where they used to talk about like company information mm-hmm. and I told her, th- and I told her like, listen to this 14 minute podcast and write a summary based on what they said, you know, the company's AR, like, you know, where they're located, how many employees, just like basic things, you know, that you like hear and that's easy to pick up on. Right. And I told her for every single one of the podcast, like I told her I'd pay her an hourly wage, but if she reaches like a certain level of like podcasts as she finishes, I'll pay her more. The reason why is because I wanted her in, in, to incentivize her to like not just sit and like, let's say a 15 minute podcast, there were like 15 minutes or 20 minutes where she takes like 45 minutes to do it. But I wanted her to like get into this rhythm of like, okay, I'm just going to sit down for like two hours and like hammer through it, like actually like working, right? Get five or six done in a time. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so, dude, what ended up happening is, I, I didn't really forget about the project, but like, you know, when you kind of put your brain on autopilot, cause it was like, it, it, I, I was hoping to be able to work with her, but her English level wasn't there where I needed it for, for, for the task that I needed. But this is easy because all she has to do is listen to a podcast and like, and transcribe like numerical information. It's like yeah, number of employees, where is, where are they located? It's like stuff that like, she doesn't have to like answer anything or, or say anything. It's just like, regurgitating right dude when i like after that girl was finished that project her english level improved so much oh wow and i was just like holy fuck like this girl not only does she speak english so much better she's like talking about like ar mrr churn cac like she's talking about like sas stuff why the poor girl listened to four thousand different like four thousand podcasts wow that's amazing that's amazing she she like learned something out of it you know what i mean it's like and she got paid for it exactly and so now this what this girl does for me is now this girl uh i've got this process for like um so i've built up this like method i guess of like where you you know i really understand how to like um how to like do outbound really well for like agencies, you know, e-commerce companies, um, anyone like anyone targeting other companies, right? I, I know how to get in front of other companies. I know how to find them. I know how to talk to them and I know how to put a system in place to like scale yeah. that out. And kind of like same thing with your web agency, you know, it could be like all these coffee companies that don't have a website. Like uh, you could go on Google maps, scrape that information, put that information into like an Excel sheet and get someone to go and email them and say, Hey, I saw, you know, I was doing research on this. Here's why I think you need a website, pain-based, whatever. Now this girl does that for me and she outperforms 90% of the SDRs that I put her up against. Wow. Like like this girl is a 
dude. And she works like maybe two, three hours a day and she makes a killing because That's now amazing. I just, yeah. And I just think back on when she was just someone who spoke English, like kind of well, like tried to like get a job on freelancer.com uh, and like, you know, those type of like those, uh, all those websites, but anyways, yeah, tangent. No, Not that. a lot of process here, but a lot of interesting stories. No, the, dude, it's it's perfect. It's perfect, man. I think it's at the end of the day, it's all about it's all about learning. And I mean that that in itself is 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 a systemized thing where you know you can get somebody to do that kind of stuff. They earn a good income relative to their you know pay grade over there. They might be a, still like a student or whatever it is. And um, no, I, I definitely think we 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 should we should at least get this off the ground. And like I said, dude, it's, it shouldn't be that hard. Everyone wants to make more money. Uh, we can help local businesses at the end of the day. And I think it, it's, it's for a good cause. And hey, listen, if we make a, if we make a little bit on, on top of something great, and if we don't, then at least it's a, it's a well-oiled machine that it can work itself. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, uh, I don't know if you see it this way. This is how I see it. Like, Okay, cool. So there, there's a little bit of cost, whatever you swallow some of it and you're, you tell the person like, look, we're just trying to make this like work. We're right. trying to make this work. If you can prove out that it works, then you can figure out like the, the revenue. Because like in reality, kind of like goes back to what we were saying, learning on your own skin. I feel like, and people wanting a trophy, everyone wants to make, everyone's so concerned about making a bunch of money and like, oh, it's always money based. It's like, dude, but yep. you can't, you can't learn anything like you've got to learn something first before you can make money. Like exactly, you, exactly. Like you're, you know, everyone's always so certain like, Oh, but how much profit am I going to make? And that's my one beef with like this whole drop shipping thing. Not that I think drop shipping is bad, but it's always about, Oh, look how much money I made. It's like, yeah, but like, what about the process of like how you did it or why is that important? Right. It's right. not just money. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in this case, like nobody, I mean, especially in situations when you're helping somebody out, like all you're doing is just kind of like helping them middleman the process, right? Like get it to the customer that should be buying the product anyways. And, you know, that whole thing. I, I think there's a lot of that. And I think a lot of those people are on the Facebooks and the, and the Twitters and, you know, and the Google and, you know, all these outlets that are, you know, you can target that towards if you down the road, if you want to throw some money into advertising and, and all this other stuff. It's just, I think a centralized place for stuff like this is, is really good. And I think going in and even just like on the front end, having like a thing where you type in your zip code and it basically asks you like, do you want to shop local or do you want to just see the whole inventory? And it's like, you can oh, take yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Cause that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, how do you identify users? How do you get users to identify where they are going to shop from? Yeah, you just have like a, like, just like when you type in shit into a Google search bar, you just type in a zip code and you say, I'm in this zip code. And you can say, hey, we have three stores that we partnered up in your area, uh, you know, and have a thing in there like, oh, is one of the stores not on here? Like, reach out to us, we'll reach out to them type of thing and have it be like a, like a, like a crowdfunded thing, right? It's just, you know, you're getting other people to be like, hey, I want this store on here, I want this. And you can go to the owner and be like, hey, if you have five people emailed us, they want your store on here. They want to buy some stuff, but they, you know, maybe they're too far to to drive or whatever it is. They just want to order it, and that's that should be fine, I think. At the end, of the day. dude, I, I even have even one more. Like when you want to solve this shipping thing, is like, oh, just curbside pickup or whatever. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, yeah, you should do that. Just fill the order and uh, put in like a Uber Eats or Ritual style Uber Eats or whatever style, whatever else Postmates, whatever else is being used. 
you just fill the order, leave it. Uh, someone is coming to pick it up. Done. Money's already been taken and everything. Exactly. And, and, and it gets transferred to them and they're good to go. Exactly. Exactly. No, I think, I think it's uh, I think it's a really, really good idea. Um, no, I think it's a, it's a good way of supporting local, local uh, businesses and, and all that. So no, I, I think that's a, that's a, we, we definitely have to catch up off record and, and talk about that. Cause I think that's really important. Yeah. I think, you know, it'd be actually really cool now that we're, now that we've talked all, all about this, we should probably like, I want to see like how quickly could we turn this around? Like how, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How could we, could we turn around and just be like, look, we talked a lot of shit about like, <laughs> and like, this is actually how long it took to turn around. Exactly. No, I think that would be great. Just, uh, just, you know, keep track of the process, keep a timeline. Like, Hey, it took us a week to gather all the phone numbers for, you know, West coast of California or whatever yeah. it is. And, and that whole thing. And I think a lot of this stuff has to be outsourced. You have to going to eat the bullet on some of the, some of the preliminary costs, but I mean, it shouldn't be that bad because it's, it's just a Google search really. Yeah. Like the, it, when I think, so I think of it from two points of view, it's like, okay, how do you identify the people that need this? Okay. Well, it's easy. You say international stores, but okay. But how do you find their information? Then how do you reach out to them? There's a process for that. Simple, right. Like I said, you collect their information, you put it together, you, and then you send it out and dude, email is free. Uh, phoning people is free. Right. All it is is your time. Like, don't tell me that you can't do it. And then, right. uh, and then on your end, it's like the Shopify stuff. Yeah, sure. Shopify developer account, it, you can, you know, you can create a site, you put it up, whatever, you know, it takes time, but. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, I think, I think it's, I think it's a great idea, man. We should definitely do that. We should definitely record that process and be like, Hey, yeah. it took us, you know, it takes a month. It takes two months, whatever, but like there's an end goal here. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is like, the success is just to get one person on. That's the success. It's literally, no, it, even like, it's like, can you get, and, and it's crazy because it's like, can you just get one, per, one international store to be like, yes, I, I, I will, I will, I want to be a part of this. Then it's like, can you get one person to just buy from the site? I don't care if that's like, if, if you like, you talk about like growth and like you, you yeah. talk about growth and, and, and all this. And it's funny because uh, like at Sherlock Research, what we do, what we're really good at is this end-to-end, -end, like what is the ICP, kind of like what we're doing right now. What is the ICP? How do we actually get in front of them? Why? And then how do we like, you know, uh, get traction? Distraction could even be you go to the store owner, you're like, just get people to buy off your site. And let's say you off the site instead of like having to come or whatever, like inform them of them. And for every single person that buys, We'll give you a, like, you literally tell the shop owner, we'll pay five extra percent on their order and like give it to you in your pocket. So right. the shop owner's like, wait a minute, you, I'm going to do not like same customers. I'm not telling yeah. them to, they're going to come to my store and you're going to pay me 5% for them to pay you instead of for, not to pay you, but for them to go on the site instead of coming into my store. It's like, yeah, dude. Cause like you can only process so many people per day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like after hours, like leave a sign on your door to say, Hey, if we're not around, you can still order online. Exactly. And it's like the, these simple things, like this is the stuff. That so, you know, you asked me about growth and this is what I actually think growth is. I don't think growth is like this whole, Oh, like demand gen, like media buying all No, man, like no. Uh, social media uh, growth, this SEO. Yeah, yeah. Those are all growth 
like those are all tactics of growth, right? But like yeah. growth in general is like when you combine this stuff together, kind of like what we we're just doing right now. Where where sure it, it doesn't really it doesn't sound like it's scalable, but will that drive someone to go to the website? Yeah, it will because it, mm -hmm. it it tells them that it exists. Exactly. Do I think that I can get one? Per Do I think that we can get one person? Yes. If we can get one person, why can't we get a hundred? If you can get a hundred, why can't you get a thousand? Like it, there's no, um, there's no like blocker to being able to do that. It's nope. kind of like, it, 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 it's just like literally here. It's like, okay, is money a blocker? No, because the costs are, it probably costs us less than a night out in, uh, in anywhere in Southern California. I can Absolute. promise you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will it cost us time? Yes. Will it cost us effort? Yes. Is it for a, the interesting thing is, is it for a good cause? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like the offer, you know how people are like trying to get product market fit and like all this and you're like, Fuck the, all offer, that. the offer is literally, Hey dude, uh, you, you're selling stuff anyways. I, I just want to sell more stuff for you. That's it. That, that, does that sound cool? Okay. That yeah. should be our tagline is you're selling stuff. We just sell more. Oh my God. This is great, man. I, I can, all, dude, I can already see it. It's kind of like, have you ever used Turo before or, or Airbnb? Right? Oh yeah, of course. You use Airbnb. The first thing you do is you, uh, where I think it used to be like, where are you off to, or like pick a destination or where you want to like go to like right. look for Airbnbs. Same thing. You just enter your zip code, like where you live, where you want to. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Ah. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I think, I think that's, that's really awesome. So uh, just kind of back, uh, back to the, 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 um, kind of overall thing with, with you, like with Sherlock research, when did you start that actually? Like when did yeah. that company like begin and do you have any employees at the moment? Like what's your structure there? Yeah. Great question. So, uh, full transparency, Sherlock research is me and, in a uh, bunch of interns. Um, and the reason why I say interns is because a lot of these folks are folks that, you know, weren't in tech, but wanted to get into tech. And so I'm, okay. I, you know, learned from one of my mentors that the, and which is very true. And I'll talk about this is that I can only get better when I make other people better. Of course. And so when I started to do that, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, if I can teach someone else how to do something and not teach them to like sell them a course, I mean like actually make them better at something, then, excuse me, then that's when I can become better at what I'm doing. So uh, I started Sherlock Research, uh, I want to say like two years ago. I was indirectly doing it already uh, by myself. And then I realized that, well, you know, one of my good friends, he owns a postcard company, Send with Scout. He's like, uh, hey, man, like, I don't know why you don't, I don't know why you don't turn this into like a thing. Like, I don't know why this isn't a thing. I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Like, I guess I probably should. And, uh, and I started, and I, you know, started working on it because I noticed that there, there was a couple things. First, the first thing was that uh, agencies and, and other companies, and I mentioned agencies because it's really re relevant to you, is that they didn't know how to reach out to people to, to, to sell anything. Right. It's a classic, like I, 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 me, 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 I'm an agency. It's like, yeah, congrats, dude. There's a thousand of you. You all do the exact same thing. What's your differentiator? Right. And then I realized that like, even stepping back, it's like, okay, maybe the problem isn't reaching out to people. Maybe the problem is you don't know who to reach out to. It's like, yeah, what do you mean? I, I can service all e-commerce companies. Yeah, you yeah. really can. It's like, that's, that's insane. It's like, so the, the framework and the thought process was like, okay, well, 
what about the people that are experiencing the most pain? And it's all pain-based. And so everything like is always like, okay, who is experiencing that pain? And so, right. you know, people will reach out to you and I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm thinking about it when I get these emails and I look at them and I'm like, dude, what pain are you solving for me? And have you identified that, that, that pain is for me? Right. Or are right. you just selling me your service? Like, LinkedIn so, is the worst with that. Oh man, don't get me started. I know. I, I, dude, I'm every day. I, I cringe whenever I like see something on LinkedIn or, or, or see a message from somebody. I'm just like, oh, what the hell is it this time? And it's like one out of few is just like something nice to say, or I listen to your podcast or whatever it is. But then like 99% of them are just like, hey, I work for this company. It sounds like you need this. And I was like, no, I never posted about any of that. Why are you just blowing me I, up right now? Imagine though, if they said, uh, hey, Hey Z, um, your company, uh, Taco Agency came up while I was looking for the best Shopify web development companies in based out of uh, the West Coast. First, that's the first thing it says. And then it says, uh, you know, I'm so-and-so, whatever. So they're introducing themselves. So now, like, see how I, I see your facial expression. All of a sudden, it's a way different tone than... yeah. Hey Z, uh, I'm from Company X. I think you need this. It's like, who, who said that I'd need that? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. It's just, oh, I, I, I hate it so much, dude. I hate it so much. It's just, it, it, that's why one of the reasons why I'm like, oh man, why am I even on LinkedIn sometimes? But yeah, man, it's uh, that's but, a di- that's a different story. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to Sherlock Research, uh, how it all came together was I took that, like my ability to like connect the dots between things yeah. and like build really good lists and, you know, understand audiences and look at trends and like uh, kind of connect these two dots on things that like didn't really make sense. It's like, okay, cool. You have, uh, you're using like, let's say double click on your website and this other tool, chances are that you might need X and Y product because of, you know, whatever pain or reason. Um, and then you accompany that with my ability to like create processes and like scale things out. And all of a sudden you have this like full circle kind of, uh, support on, you know, your go to market strategy. And so that's what, you know, how Sherlock research has really developed. It It went from at first being super easy as people saying, I need a list of companies. It needs to be a really good list. Here's why. And I'm like, Hmm, maybe you don't need just e-commerce companies. Maybe you need like, for example, if you told me I need e-commerce companies, like, okay, well, maybe you need e-commerce companies that only have an Amazon presence and not a web-based presence. Right. right. You could service them right away. Or maybe you need companies that like have been on Shopify or WooCommerce for a super long time and they seem to have like, okay, traffic, but for whatever reason, they're using like weird ass plugins together. And like, it doesn't make sense. Maybe you need those type of companies. You see how right. like, it, like it, it gets a little bit different and, and, and it builds on it. And so it's more that, specific towards what you're got, targeting instead of just like, here's an e-commerce company. It's like, what do they need though? Like that sort of thing. Exactly. So uh, back in the day, it was even like, can you estimate their revenue? And the way that I did that was I used to like look at their site traffic and uh, their average order, like their average product value and like try to do simple math on like uh, e-commerce conversion or whatever. The right, right, right. Um, if it was for e-commerce or, you know, it could be employee size for SaaS companies. It's usually based on employee sizes and stuff like that. So uh, with that being said, like that evolved then into like go to market strategy because not only strategy, but like the actual execution. Cause it's like, Oh, you need to scale a team of, you need to outsource a team or you need to be 
need to, you know, do a project in a, such a lean way. Okay, cool. This is how you can do it. Exactly. Uh, so what I'm hoping that it turns into is I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it turns into more uh, of an advisory, like a tactical advisory of growth where like the people that you actually talk to know what they're doing and can actually like support you in different ways. So it might be like it, where it evolves, where show up research is actually, you know, there's web development, there's, um, web development, list building, sales, marketing, whatever, all that kind of comes together where it's like, it doesn't need to be a one-stop shop, but at least you can get pointed in the right direction or create partnerships in some kind of way to just help people grow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's growth points, basically. It's like you, you're growing in different aspects of it. No, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so what is, what, what is like the next step and where you guys, where you're planning on taking that? Are you planning on keeping, you know, more of like an intern based thing or do you see yourself like hiring like people, you know, part-time or whatever it is, or, um, you know, I guess now a lot of things have also changed in the e-commerce world at the same time. It's like, what, what is your next step with that? Yeah. So, the, the next thing that I'm really focusing on is getting this book out because I think more people need to learn about this and more people need to have access to this. Yeah. When more people have access, the thing that the cool thing that happens is you get other people with different opinions and that forces you to grow. And so right. I think that's the most important thing. And, and I do see myself um, currently am hiring uh, a couple of roles uh, where I see myself hiring people that are good at certain things um, and then they can, you know, kind of, build it out together. Uh, as cliche as it sounds, it turns more into a consulting firm than anything else. Of course, of course, yeah. And, and that's ultimately what it is. And, you know, when you think of next steps and like, how are you going to take this? In reality, it's not like my ed tech product where I was able to exit, like there's, there's an exit inside. It's more like you need to be known as like, for example, if someone thinks of like, you know, now how like data is a commodity, right? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Oh, you know, I want to test an experiment or I want to do something. Who am I going to ask? You're not going to call Deloitte or, or BCG or, or someone to do that for you if you're a startup, but you will, you could call us and you could say, Hey, this is what I want to do. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, we've helped X and Y, Z venture backed company and this and that, and like bootstrap companies and whatever. It's like, okay, cool. We can help you too. Um, and so I want it less to be about uh, less to be about like some growth of the actual business and more about the amount of people that were actually able to help. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I love that. I love that. I think that's a, that's a very interesting, it's like you, you um, at some point you, you're going to, you know, you have to pivot and figure out different things because constantly people are evolving different companies, different agencies doing this. Like, that's why one thing we you know, like you said earlier, oh, I help all e-commerce businesses. Like, no, we really don't. Like we have a tier of customers we work with that are in Shopify, that are, you know, uh, have the budget, that are spending X amount of dollars. Like we have our criteria because at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for a team of, you know, 18 people to be helping somebody at a $500 budget. Unfortunately, like it doesn't make sense. It's just, you know, not, not saying there's other people for that. You need to hire a freelancer, grow your business. And one day we can meet again and really get you to that next level type of thing. Or, um, but one thing that I'm myself trying to, you know, really establish through running like, uh, the, the agency and everything like that is identifying those opportunities when clients come to us with, with really cool, either ideas or, um, have really interesting businesses to be like, Hey, 
you know, we, we'd be happy to cut you a, a significant break on some of the costs and different things like that. Let us partner up with you on like either a revenue share basis. Let us have some skin in the game so that we can actually say, okay, you know what, treat this like it's a, a, our own business type of thing. And most of the time we'll do that with people that actually pay us money as well. Like we put our best foot forward no matter what, but it's just a different feeling when you actually like, hey, they're not paying us all this up money up front. So anything we do now, it's like a long-term game and, and really establishing like, and we have a few of those that we work with and it's always really nice to have that sort of diversified kind of part portfolio type of thing and all this so it's really cool but that's like been at the top of my mind too is just uh, a lot of the consulting side of things is really really awesome yeah man and i think that you know i think that the the best thing is like kind of like what you said when you're able to have there's a fine line between having skin in the game and just absorbing all the risk because yeah. like you said it doesn't make sense to to you know have a team of you know, 15 plus people working for $500. Like uh, no matter what the effort is or what the payout is, there's just things that don't make monetary sense. Um, Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and so you're right. Someone might have a cool idea and like, you might say, look, I, we can help you. And, you know, we can, you know, give you a significant break on X, Y, or Z problem. Um, But that's going to mean that, you know, we have to also be a part of a little bit of the upside, which is totally fine. Exactly. I mean, it's business at the end of the day, right? This is not a charity event. If it yeah. was a charity event, then it'd be a charity, but it's not. It's it's business. So you, as much as you're willing to take, you also got to give some at the same time. And that I think, whatever it takes to make both people happy, right? Everyone has different relative like happiness levels. Some people are okay with making three percent on every sale, but is that three percent, you know, off of three sales throughout the month? Or is it off of 300 sales off the month? It's a very different scale of economics. So it's like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to ask you for 50% of a business that's doing $50 million. Like, that's insane. Like, that doesn't make sense for us. It's going to be more like half a percent of like all the sales on a month to month basis and different things like that. So it's just, you got to be fair. At the end of the day, both sides have to be just fair, man. Don't be an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you said it, it's about the different happiness levels. Like, yeah. Person, it might be you might say like for example you might say hey we'll build out like i'm just using your agency as a use case we'll build yeah. out whatever the solution uh but p.s we're gonna take seven and a half percent of every single sale going forward for this period of time you know exactly even that and then exactly in your mind you're like look i know this product is pretty cool if i can create a cool user experience that's going to sell not itself, but you know, that's going to increase the opportunity for it to sell. I believe in this team. And then like, you also have this thing where it's like, and they're also, and you obviously, the other person obviously has to put skin in the game as well, because like, absolutely. Absolutely. Something. So that, you know, that's a, I think it, I, you know, the one thing that I'm hoping with, you know, everything that's been happening in the world is that we have more collaboration because before the only way you could collaborate with someone, if I'm like, Hey dude, meet me at Starbucks or like, you know, this place or that place. And like, let's work on this like project together. Uh, Or like the typical, like, you know, um, West coast founder, like let's go in this basement together for four months and like, you know, build out. But dude, like in reality, you don't have to do that anymore. 
Like No, you don't. You can be on literally a two-hour Zoom and you could talk to people about stuff and then everyone goes in their own corner, brings back the work the next day and be like, hey, what did you come up with? Here's what I came up with and go from there. Like that's literally, it's, it's back to the nitty gritty, man. It's back to the nitty gritty and making things work. And I think this is one of the very few times where like this has affected the world as a whole. Like this isn't just affecting Canada or just affecting United States or just affecting some country. Like this is a global thing. Like everywhere in the world, the same thing is happening. And that's a very rare event. Like, cause when we have a war somewhere, it's not happening everywhere. It's not affecting yeah. everyone. Not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. one of those things, but this is one of those items that like happened and it just happened across the whole spectrum of the world. And everyone, whether you're third world country, first world country, everyone's experiencing the same shit. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's kind of interesting. Like, um, it kind of levels the playing, not levels the playing field. I don't want to say. Oh, that. it does. It does, man. Because at the end of the day, it's like, uh, if, if I can't go to the store in a first world country, then there's a very rare chance that somebody in a third world country is going to the store every single day because of whether it's monetary reasons, whether it's health reasons, whether whatever it is, they have to figure out a different way. Maybe it's one guy now who has a better job who's delivering all the groceries or whatever it is on his motorcycle or, you know, whatever that is, is because that's, that's the kind of gateway opened up for them. So I think yeah. it's just really interesting. And shout out for all those people that uh, during this entire time, like had to go to work and, and support us all in whatever service or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. I think I still believe that those uh, those people were put in in front of the fire pretty much and they they're they're surviving luckily. So it's yeah, man, like like uh, something to be thankful for is that we're able to like sit at home and like work and, you know, uh, make a living and, you know, talk on a podcast and. Uh, just perspective. Exactly. It's really perspective. And just waking up every morning and saying you're fucking grateful for what you have is like a really big thing. It's a really big thing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, no, but uh, I, I think it's awesome. So what else do you personally have coming out? I know you were talking about a book. I know you don't want to mention the, the name and any of that. But when do you expect that to be coming out? Because I know that's probably really at the top of your list at the moment. Yeah. So uh, looking to get the book out. Uh, before hopefully before the holidays um okay. so it's going to be my first one the thing is the book is done the title is done um the big thing now is like is like getting it out at the right time and 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 why there's I'm, never a right time brother there's, there's never right. a right time i know that you got to put it out there and you got to let people absorb that shit however they absorb it and just keep pushing it i know i know where you're i knew that you were going to say that but what i'm actually trying to do with the with the book is there's a couple of pro so uh, there's a couple of projects that I want to finish so I can include them in in the book because when I first when I you know I first uh, did it this time last year um, you know I started to get traction around the book and I thought I was going to release it as a small ebook which I still think I might you know distribution digital distribution of course and uh, what I realized is that so many people were so many people were interested in it that. I, when I, when I, when I gave it to a couple of folks and they're like, yeah, this is great, you know, whatever. But I, I thought like, I'm not actually telling them the whole story. Like right. I'm not telling them everything. And so this time around, like why finishing these projects is so important to me is because I wanted to be a tell all. Okay. Cool. I, I, I want someone to like pick it up and be like, Oh, cool. Like this is how he did that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Can you give, can you give anybody a little like 
skit of what that book might be about or is that completely yeah, yeah sure so um in today's world right we have globalization right and digitization right. and so now you have to think about think of you know this book as being able to put together all those pieces of global globalization and digitization to get stuff done in your life not only in your life but it's more so in business and and how that works so that literally goes from like you need 24 hour support okay use different time zones you know you need to like this is how you you can scale something super lean this is how you can you know do x y and z thing even from like a simple thing like how do you hire an outsourced person mhm mhm how do you okay. hire internally like what are the type of skills that you should you know develop but it more so focuses on the digital aspect um and it focuses on the entire process it's all about the process right uh the title is related to process it doesn't have the word process in it right it's such a cool title that i need to i need to keep it uh close to the chest right now but right it all has to do with a start point and an end point you have raw information goes out or you know raw like input or information and on the on the other end you have like the output which is the finished product and it brings you through that journey and you know how that might work for literally from something as small as like building a lead list like you know whatever that might be together um but it talks about it from my perspective oh awesome awesome that's really cool man that's really cool and uh, and so is it going to be people are going to be purchasing it or is it going to be like just yeah. a, like a okay yeah so uh the book will be available for purchase um it'll be a digital download um and yeah pdf format uh because i think that uh like you know having discussed like re- releasing it into publishing and and you know that'd be awesome obviously to have a physical copy of the book but it, the way that i'm thinking about it it's too cliche like it's about digitization and globalization of the world and like getting right. stuff it'd be too cliche not to not for it to be digital absolutely absolutely and I, and are you going to do an audiobook uh i think so uh i have to work that out that's actually like on my list uh this month or this month's almost over so in the next couple of weeks is like figuring out the audio piece um because i think a lot of people want to listen but i think that the most value out of this book is think of it more like a playbook with a story yeah so yeah yeah absolutely that's the biggest thing that's awesome man that's awesome uh well no this was this was really helpful i think we hashed out a lot of things i think we might have even started a business somewhere in there <laughs> uh no so this is really awesome is there uh is there a place where people can find you follow you are you yeah. on twitter instagram linkedin where's the best place for people to uh get a hold of you if they if they want to for whatever reason and they could probably look up what what you currently do and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh LinkedIn is the best place. It's just okay. Mahovic and I know that you're going to have a link to that. Yeah, uh, I'll put it in the show notes and all that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so it's just Tarek Sahovic uh and then obviously the website is sherlockresearch.io or gccg.consulting. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, this was a really a pleasure. Thanks for jumping on. I think we're hitting over like an hour and a half at this point, which is really awesome. So, um I I do appreciate it, man, and thank you, and I will make sure that uh as many people as possible get a, get get their hands on this because I think we had a really really awesome conversation. So, no, um, thanks for doing this, man. No problem, man. Take care and thanks for having me. All right, you too, brother. Have a good one.